Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Johnny Smith. And I'm Richard Porter. This is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I don't know whether we should start with Corrections Corner. I feel like I haven't researched this, but at the end of... It's always a good way to start the Corrections yeah, just, Corner. Yeah, just, just do a mere culpa for all the bits we screwed up. No, it's at the end, on the sort of run-out groove of the last podcast, I just chucked in some after-recording chat that we had about Gulliver. Do you remember we were just laughing about <laughs> Gulliver's Alphard? Yes, I And do. I suddenly thought, but I said, <laughs> it does, I said oh, Gulliver's, Gulliver can't fit in cars because he's massive, was the, the implication. And I suddenly like, hang on a minute. Well, what, Gulliver wasn't massive, was he? Wasn't it that the, the Lilliputians were tiny? Yeah, that's exactly it. Gulliver was a normal person as far as I'm... So he could, he could fit in a, any kind of JDM van to his heart's content. Absolutely. In fact, in fact, Gulliver could have been a really small guy. He could have been yeah. like a five foot two <laughs> tall guy. We, we... That's why he kept going to Lilliput because yeah. it, it made him feel tall. Gulliver, um, what, what they don't tell you is just Gulliver's got this shared obsession that I have with model villages, and he just used to hang around oh. like model villages. And then someone came along and waved a magic wand, and then the model village came to life. Wait, would you would you honestly want to go to a model village though if it was populated by actual live? No, I'd be terrified of stepping on somebody. I'd like to see a car chase and sort of like a police apprehending a a small crim. I would quite like that. (laughs) (laughs) Where's this conversation going? A really exquisitely detailed scale version of a no-name full suspension mountain bike that's just been caught palming weed to a teenager by the canal. Oh, he'd be be doing a 12th gear wheelie, uh, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wave. Well, with a load of pills fall out of his pocket. <laughs> <They laughs> pinched by a scale policeman. He'd get an instant blowout because he's been nursing the back tyre forever. I just typed in one of those magnificently fuckwitty questions that people ask on Google. How tall was Gulliver? And it comes back, uh, the first result is Gulliver is described as being less than six feet tall. There we go. The book. There we go, look. Not even a tall guy. No. So anyway, I just wanted to apologise so to actually, any Gulliver enthusiasts <laughs> listening because I just if you, if you, like just <laughs> I love the fact we feel we have to address any wrongs, inaccuracies yes. to a completely fictitious story involving... Yes, sirs, we represent the estate of Jonathan Swift and we insist that you cease and desist from referring to Gulliver as quote-unquote massive or <laughs> uh, suggesting that he had a Toyota Alphard of any sort. <laughs> Gulliver's Alphard... Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the more mentions of JDM people carriers that are mentioned, yeah. it makes me mm. want them more and more. The attraction is increasing oh, I know. for me. I know. Well, so let's let's start by establishing you have not yet bought a car. I haven't. I'm. I mean, I'm, my life's a bit complicated at the moment. Um, but so there's a lot going on. But I'm trying to. I do need a kind of runabout car for 
children and things mostly Hmm. occasional use it's sort of like you know a small village ambulance i would say um (laughs) you know but but it needs to work really well when it's needed but it probably might sit a bit um so yeah you want a parachute car yes i do yeah an old dependable when needed i need a st bernard dog but as a car if that's okay. No, you, you need to use a St. Bernard every day, otherwise it'll <laughs> well, get really fat. <laughs> a St. Bernard is not such a good. Do you know what? There will be there'll be a there'll be a very new production Chinese car that comes out soon, and it'll be called something like the Great Wall St. Bernard, and oh, San Bernard. Uh, it's St. Bernard, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll be called the SB8, and and people go, what does the SB stand for? And they'll say, St. Bernard, actually. St. Bernard. Wanted to be friendly and faithful and quite heavy. Um, (laughs) Hey, now, just to to veer into cars and a bit of car news of sorts. Don't do it, Richard. Stop being a prick. No, go on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get out of my system. No. This is a bit of a scoop. I've got a scoop. I've got some industry gossip. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was out and about the other day in the MG4 that I've borrowed. Ah. I was on the Foss Way, yes. famously straight road across England. So I was in Warwickshire at a junction. Can you hear that? Yeah. That absolute ring piece with his leaf blower. Oh, no, not again. He knows. I swear to God, he watches but me go to the shed we're with not, the microphone. We're goes, not recording oh. at the same time either. I know. Today. This is what I mean. It doesn't matter what time you record, that tick gets started. Go, just go move some leaves around my garden. Hey. You need to force him to have a, a, a sauna. Then get him out of the sauna completely naked and then find a really like low-cost kind of middle-aisle Aldi electric strimmer. And just and and flail flail <laughs> flail his really hot from the sauna bag with a with a weak strimmer, <laughs> um, until until he says I'm never going to use a leaf blower again. The reason being because you don't have a vacuum cleaner that blows dust around your house because it's a fucking stupid idea, isn't it? In the same way yeah. that if you were collecting leaves, you collect them, you don't blow them somewhere else because that's <laughs> stupid. That's like herding up an oil slick and pushing it onto the other country and going, it's fine, it won't come back. It will come back. It's not a solving... It doesn't solve anything. That's what no. annoys me. It doesn't solve a damn thing. Uh, I noticed you haven't got any loo roll in your downstairs loo, John. Why is that? Oh, we don't use it anymore. I've just got an air compressor in there. It just, you just, just blow piss and shit off yourself. It's fine. Doesn't it blow it into the other parts of the room? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I've got an extractor fan for my oven. When I'm making a really strong curry, the extractor fan pipes it straight through into the lounge next door. But it's perfect. <laughs> Because it means there's no smell of curry in the kitchen. It's ideal. It's absolutely ideal. It really solves the issue for me. We've had all the drains removed from our house. You know, when you take a shower, it just pipes it down. Just yeah, just absolutely pours it, <laughs> pours it into the dining room. It's fine. It's just but it's the, out of sight, out of mind, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. But the wet room. We're is not moving wet. things around, household. We're not putting things away. No. Anyway, so I was in Warwickshire, <laughs> and I was at a junction in an MG4. And I was just waiting to turn. And this car sort of came around a bend towards me. And you know when you see a car that's so completely unfamiliar that you sort of, your brain sort of jams slightly? I was like, what the... And I could see immediately. It was also it was on a 22 place. I was like, shit, it's something so new. I'd forgotten about it. And then the penny dropped. It was one of those Neo ES8s. You seen those? Yes. 
They're um, Chinese SUV. I've never seen one in the UK. Well, they're not sold in the UK. No, um, I know they are in Europe. Um, they are sold. I checked this later. Yeah, the Netherlands. I think the Netherlands. I think so. In Norway. Yeah, yeah, because it's a, it's it's an EV. It's pure electric. Yeah, and so it's definitely sold in Norway because they're big fans of EVs there. But it's not sold in the UK. Not as far as I can work out. Uh, made in right hand drive at the moment. This yeah. one was left hand drive, but on British plates. Yeah, and I started. I was like, it, "What the? I'm, did you I'm chase almost a hundred percent?" Well, I did. I was suddenly like, and I want to have a look at it. So I, I, I started chase. following it. Yeah, and I knew you would. And it's not bad looking in a sort of generic kind of way, but then I was suddenly like, "Wait a second, we're not far from Jaguar Land Rover headquarters." At Gaydon. Off of Gaydon. Out of off of Gaydon, Warwickshire. I wonder <laughs> if this is something to do with them. What if this is them doing a bit of cheeky benchmarking against yeah. an upcoming Chinese rival? So I'm definitely following it now. So it just, I just kept following it. And uh, sure enough, and I, do you know what? There was a bit of a clue as well. I've been out with car engineers on ride and drive stories before. And one thing about car engineers, like car journalists in my experience, is they are scrupulous about village speed limits. Yes, if it says 30, yeah. you do 30 yeah. on the nose. Yeah. No cheeky 35s. No. Be a good person. No. Behave yourself. You're describing me there. Yeah, well, I do as well. I think it's, you know, if you're going through a, a village, it, don't be a ring piece. So, no. um, we, we just, and then, sure enough, we got to Main Road near Jaglandro headquarters. And I was like, well, here's the division bell, because I'm pretty sure if they go left here, they're heading back to yeah. the mothership. That, and car's, sure enough, that car's going to be stripped down in a matter of hours. That's exactly what I was thinking. Was, I was like, it? It <laughs> is, taking it? it for a little run around the block because that poor car is getting dismantled tomorrow. I'm sure of it. Because what I also looked up when I got home, I was like, oh, what, what else do, do I need to know about this ES8? And it's um, it's got swappable batteries. Ah, fantastic. Which I would imagine that uh, other car companies would be intrigued to know how they've done that. So... Yeah, and it was going, yeah, I was just driving very sedately. There were two blokes in it. I couldn't see in the back because it got tints. Maybe there were more, but there were two blokes in it. I could see, there's a dual carriageway bit and pulled up some lights and I could see that the passenger was sort of knobbing about with the central screen. So they were obviously just finding their way around it. But yeah, I had the same thought as you. I was like, that car's getting taken to pieces. They're doing some last minute telemetry with it. Yeah. And then they're going to dismantle it. We'll never live again. Well, I imagine there's probably procedures, isn't there? It's not like, it's not so ad hoc. They just go, let's just, I tell you what, Stu, you go and drive it around for a bit. And then when you get back, I'll get the um, socket set out and we'll get that bastard to pieces. (laughs) I think it's all quite sort of process driven. I think so. They probably will put like, you know, some miles on it and do a thorough benchmarking and, you know. Attributes and get people to rate it, and then it'll be dismantled. Do like a hundred rapid charges in it or something. Anyway, I just thought that was quite interesting. No, it's quite great. often around that part of the world. You see, um, you know, you see sort of camoed up stuff, and I didn't. I saw, oh no, it's not true. I saw a the new Range Rover Bolt. I saw one of those that was still all swirly wrapped, Bolt. but that's uh, that's not a secret car. Um, it's not a secret car. Spot. Oh, and, nice um, to say spot again, though, isn't it? Anyway, there we go. A little bit of not that Bolt. interesting industry gossip for you. Jaguar Land Rover benchmarking Chinese EVs. Well, I mean, it's more interesting than what how I was going to start the. I was going to start this podcast by by apologising for wearing barn fine trousers, and the reason for <laughs> that is precisely why I've been so such in, in a muddle today, and I've made you late for everything. And I drove to the office without my phone because I've been in the middle of clearing garage and shed, and it's just all carnage and hoarded mm. filth, and. Um, the problem with my barn fine trousers is, 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 is that um, 
my left hand pocket jean pocket which is where i normally keep my phone um mm. it is com- it's got a hole completely through it so i i've lost count of the times i've put my phone in my pocket and it's dropped to my ankle and then i have to fetch it out of my ankle which just looks a bit <laughs> creepy so i've i the last few days i've been moving stuff and heavy lifting so i'm you know steel toe caps mm. barn fine trousers and um i've got into the habit of doing what i think a lot of women do because they don't have pockets that are big enough for a phone is they put phones down on a surface or sometimes in the back pocket which i'm nervous about because i get in and out of a van and i'll sit on my own phone and i'm mm. a bit of a I'm, I'm a bit protective over my condition of my phone i'm a good guy mm. to buy a phone off second hand let's just let's just put it like that Okay, that's worth worth noting. Truly really noted. Yeah, I, I I do a bit of phone worship. You know, I use it hard, but it's my, my phone's like a police car. It gets used very hard, but yeah, maintained meticulously. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> as long as it's not a BMW phone, it's then going to burst into flames. Oh no, I'm not. I'm no, I'm not. It's not an. It's not a BMW. Uh, ex-police phone but uh no so i the problem was is i i got in the car with to go to record this cast for you mm. and yeah i left my my phone in the house and then did that thing of again got stuck in traffic i was driving an electric vivaro van Vo- Vauxhall vivaro which is oh. really i've really enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, it's been very precious mm-hmm. for me of the last couple of days i've shifted an awful lot of car parts that i possibly don't need but anyway I've shifted them anyway, because I had to. And, um, yeah, I had that horrible realisation of, like, I can't phone you to tell you I'm running late now because I've left my phone at home, <laughs> and uh, it's just all very annoying. Um, but what was quite cool is there were some temporary traffic lights which were holding me up and making me gnash my teeth. Um, hmm. But, you know, the lights go to green because and then they weave through the, the guys doing the roadworks. Yeah. I got stuck in the middle of the between the lights where they were doing roadworks by a guy who'd gone through the roadworks on the road in a mobility scooter oh. and was so slow that the, 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 the lights had done like two full cycles in the, by, between the time he got to the other end and it was just weird. It's, and, but yet there's a public footpath right next to the, all of this road. It makes no sense. No. And he was just oblivious, wearing like a captain's hat, you know, like a skipper's <laughs> hat. Yes. <laughs> like, That's a look. <laughs> I, oh. I've met, I've I've noticed several guys, older chaps mostly, on mobility mm. scooters, and they do like a skipper slash captain hat. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a prerequisite of a mobility scooter. I doubt it is, but um, this one, I'd spent a long time behind it because, like I said, it was bloody slow. Um, I noticed it had a rear light panel. <laughs> I don't know why I noticed because I was bored out of my head. But the rear light paddle on it, obviously very small and low down on those. I think yeah. someone has directly copied the um the C eight Corvette. Oh. And I and I, I now need to search through probably countless models of mobility scooter to see about the one that, that this was. But it honestly looked a little bit like a rubbish C eight that had been that nar- mm. narrowed. And this one didn't have a wheelie bar. I've always noticed the mobility oh. scooters often have a wheelie bar, which, again, I yeah, like because it looks purposeful and pro-street. But yeah. I'm not sure whether that's... it's to, I think it's to stop them from tilting back when you go up a kerb. I, yeah, I would assume so. But, yeah, you're right. It does look like they're going to sort of head down to Santa Pod to lay a couple of 11s. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no. you know, I love the idea a, of a that. Nice and just, yeah, some really sort of tacky... Um, 
cut slicks going on at the back there, um, mm. just so you get massive purchase on any paved surface. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this conversation, but all I know is that, yeah, it was just really faffy this morning. Do, people, listeners must have these, where everything goes wrong in a morning, and it gets to about 12 midday, and you think, would it be easier if I just did a sort of hard reset, go back into yeah. bed, <laughs> set my alarm for an hour, get up, yeah. put the kettle yeah. on, have another shower... Don't know. Change my clothes and just let's just see if we can do this better. Or maybe just you know quickly look at the news and go oh, as if you hadn't heard it before. Well, that's true. You wake up in the news and there'd be a different British Prime Minister, probably another shit one. <laughs> but anyway, there's, there's, that's a little bit of satire there, ladies and gentlemen. You you made me laugh because on um, I noticed that you like me every time someone refers to King Charles, our new king, uh, I constantly just think of the idiotic long long eared dog. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it's made more. It was that headline that I put on Twitter the other day. It was something like Rishi Sunak is declared prime minister after meeting King Charles. And yes, I, was, I immediately just imagine a slightly sort of boggle-eyed, frantic <laughs> dog. It was the eyes are pontoon eyes, as my brother calls them, isn't it? Like one stick, one twist. It's like Homer Simpson. They both look slightly outward. You know, like yes. headlights that don't quite work properly on a on a high mileage car. Yeah. You can't decide which one to go for. And someone <laughs> someone cleverly, uh, it was a chap called Andrew Rabbit on Twitter, when you said about King Charles, he put King Charles or King Charles with an apostrophe before the K, lowercase K. Oh. And I thought, oh, that's King, actually really yeah. good. <laughs> Fucking Charles. King Charles. <laughs> Yeah. He's really angry about the fact he's got to go and see the fucking king of King go- Charles. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I'm now thinking of it also in relation to King Juan Carlos of Spain. <laughs> uh, if <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that at all. It, we're we're, we're um, idiots. We're idiots. Hey, now, wait, what was I going to say to you about what were we just talking about before that? Uh, oh, about, yes, mobility scooters. Yeah. I reckon... We say often our listeners know everything. Someone will know what mobility scooter model that is. uh, They they will. They will. Our listeners know everything. On that note, last week you were talking about the Myra Spolt shower. Yes. Message from a listener, Tom Keir. Hello, Tom. Does he work for a shower manufacturer? Oh, it's better than that. Oh. Hi, Johnny and Richard, he says. I'm a plumbing lecturer at a college in Wiltshire. And I wanted to let you know the Myra Sport range is called Sport because, like an EV, it has a bigger kilowatt rating and you get better performance from them, like a higher flow rate, litres per minute, than uh, other showers in the range. Oh, so it... But why... That's not a Sport, though, is it? <laughs> I mean, well, it, it's higher performance, it's perf- isn't it? It's it does, performance. It does sort of make sense, yeah. But, but are we not... I mean, it's this is great info, and thank you for, for sharing that info. I like it. But what I don't understand is we are confusing the word performance with sport. They're not the same. This is true. You know, I so can see why they, they went there. I mean, I suppose if they call it like, you know, the Myra R range excellence. or something like that. Excellence. <laughs> what about, what about um, excellence? Tom, Nothing wrong with the word excellence. Tom's also asked if he can get a shout out to Chris Homer, another plumbing lecturer at, at another campus who also listens to the podcast every week. On that side of things. What, we're doing plumbing lecturing shout-outs? Yeah, we're doing That's plumbing. It. We don't normally do shout-outs, but if you're a plumbing lecturer for this week only, we're making an exception. Well, I got in, I got in the shower the, um, at the B&B that I was at last week. Hmm. 
uh, very early, had, a, had to do a very early start. And I even made the effort of, of taking a photo of it and sending it to you. But a blurry one, admittedly. It was a low light, like a 10-watt bulb in the bathroom. But also, <laughs> it was the fact that as I was showering, I know some people sing and you, I talk to myself, I think, sometimes. But <laughs> I just stared at the box which said Myra Sport and just with, with, with water just cascading off my face, just going, spout, spout. <laughs> and then I realised afterwards, uh, if the person who was asleep next to me got woken up at about five by someone showering, just going, spout, 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 spout. It just sounds like someone pretending to be a dog. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's as if Scooby-Doo tried to say sport 20 different ways. Yeah. (laughs) Because Scooby-Doo, although it's a great show, he was a bit of a twat, wasn't he? He was was just a bit too thick, intolerably thick. Yeah, intolerably thick is a good way. Just go, (laughs) come on, back up your ideas. Yeah, come on, we've had years of this. We've had years of it. You've been... I mean, you're competing now with Thomas and Percy tank engines for being an absolute, you know, prime veiny wand. Come on, what are you doing? There are some <laughs> blithering knobslits on the Thomas <laughs> Island, what's it called? Sodor. Sodor, which I used to think in was the, Sodor. In the, the, the Sod- Thomas the Tank Engine Extended Universe. Uh, Sodor so, what? Sodor what? <laughs> what's the alternative to Sod? Sod- <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine on Sodor. Yeah, I used to honestly think it was Sodor. And then someone went, no, it's Sodor. It's like, oh, yeah, of course it is. But what would it be if it wasn't Sod? (laughs) 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 If you're listening to this podcast, please turn it off. It's complete rubbish. Just just get out while the going's good. Um, right, what else was I going to talk to you about? Oh, well, I, I was going to... I pulled out a few listeners' messages. We can... I mean, lots of people... There's complaints. No, funnily enough, not. Mm. Oh, I wanted to make, read out this one uh, from a listener called Gabriella Bedford, who says... Uh, this is, I apologise, our usual highly efficient um, message processing system. This message was um, sent a month ago or so. Uh, Gabriella says, in your most recent episode, you asked for messages from female listeners. Here is one. Oh, brilliant. I've been listening for about a year and absolutely love the podcast. I think I'm probably the nichest Smith & Sniff listener, as I doubt you get many 15-year-old girls listening to your podcast. She says, my dad, probably your typical listener, can't stand cars and therefore the podcast. Sorry. What? I'm the only listener in the house. So there we go. Uh, that's that is probably the one end of the Smith & Sniff demographic that we didn't even know existed is uh, Gabriella. Um, she also says I saw a Mitsubishi jet towel in the ladies toilets in a department store in Grantham and was tempted to take a picture for you but it was full of posh people who'd probably take a dim view of it <laughs> now on this Mitsubishi note, jet towel rears its head again <laughs> no, 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 gosh honestly if we earned a quid every time the jet towel was mentioned I know I it's, could have bought a deceased spec previa by now more of that later well I'll come on to that in yeah. a sec but um I now see now. Oh God, I've gone and lost this one. We did have a um, a picture of a of a jet towel, but from here we go. Sarah Green, not off the telly, I presume. Yeah. Um, Sarah Sarah says because we said we we just seem to get pictures of jet towels in men's loos, but they must be in women's loos too. Um, 
Sarah says, no doubt you've now been inundated by female listeners sending in photographs of Mitsubishi jet tiles. Well, no, we haven't, No, not, I wouldn't um, say inundated, no. We've got Gabriella telling us there is one in a department store in Grantham, but photographic evidence, no. Um, so Sarah sent us, please, she says, please accept this submission from M&S in York. My six-year-old daughter was slightly bemused when I told her mummy was going to do something a bit odd and take a photo of the hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love a this. A special moment to remember from our half-term trip to York. Kind regards, Ot Sot, Sarah. Um, oh, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. That Sarah. Is, I think, our first and only, so far, jet towel picture from a female listener. But um, That's brilliant. Another message I pulled out, which, again, is from ages ago, and I apologise for the delay in processing it, but um, uh, one of our patrons called Ellie, Ellie Burgess, she says, please, can I have your advice on a replacement car for my F56 Mini JCW? I was thinking I would go electric, but now that I'm commuting much less, I've started thinking that something classic might be more fun. I'm thinking pre-1981, so it's tax-exempt to offset fuel costs and all that. I <laughs> need to have rear seats to fit my black Labrador and obviously be enjoyable to drive on that side of things. Budget around 15k. Oh, early. And I looked at this and I went, oh my God, the world's your oyster. Yeah, 15's a, a good chunk there. Um, and I honestly don't know where to start. It's because... Did did she give any preference? Because she's she's like she's she's had a John Cooper work, so she likes a frisky, fizzy hatch. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that's sort of. I worry that a lot of classic cars might feel a bit toss. Yeah, I mean, after. it's a hell of an engaging car, isn't it? JCW, yeah, and all that. They really are. But you know, at the same time, there's, there's something very cool about a classic. But I just, I don't know if you kind of except just go the other end and get something very sort of boaty and like a, an old merc yeah like you a, a 70s merc something wafty wafty exactly and with just with that's all about the ride the ride quality um rather than the cornering yeah. you could i mean the the greedy absolute slut in me would say just buy two cars ellie um if you've got a 15 to play with, why don't you get one tax-exempt one mm. that's that's sort of kind of, you know, occasional, more occasional use, let's say weekends, two days a week, and then the other one you could uh, get that's maybe a bit more akin to your, your super mini, mini, mm. super mini, mini, mini. Um, uh, I just started looking for S-classes. Oh, don't. On... Um car classic and I, but there's, uh, this doesn't work because it's 88 so it's not tax exempt but there's a w126 s class it's only a 300 but you know it's lovely smooth yeah you could that. you could get an early one w126 s class that's tax exempt couldn't you now god yeah. what a thing they're lovely what a thing and they're quite yeah. easy to work on uh Are i'm they? not yeah well <clears throat> certainly the more basic engine ones yeah oh, i suppose you've got a bit of Got a bit of space. You've got a bit of space, but also the, the, a lower a lower spec car came with less options, and less options is less complexity. And you forget how bare true. you could order those because, from memory, a cassette deck was an option, mm. or it might have yeah. even been a radio was an option, which is absurd given that it was an S class Mercedes. Yeah. Um, it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do I want a radio? Of course, I flipping do. Yeah, I've just I'm paying fifty thousand sheets for this or whatever it is. It would be a lot less than that, but it just seemed like it does seem like Mercedes were like, "Would you like four wheels or would you like three? Well, I'd actually like four. What with it being designed Ooh. as a four wheeled car and all that. Well, that's another five hundred and ninety pounds then. Yes. In fact, funny enough, they did used to come on 
wheel trims. The, I, didn't I was they? just about to say they came on hubcaps, and I did a, I did a car cave of a guy that was a is a bonkers obsessive Merc collector, and he has mm. an early bare bones S class one two six with hubcaps, and it was a one owner car that had done hardly anything. And I looked around it, and I was I'm more amazed by how Spartan it was. Than, mm. than a fully specced 560 SEL, because that's the kind of ones that you see these days at classic car shows. You yeah. don't see the kind of more, like, say, POV spec, as we used to say. Um, and I, I kind of like it. So going back to Ellie's question, blimmin' heck, it is a bit the world is your oyster. Um, I mean, look, guys, here's guys. where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, did, did, but, but I would be really inclined to see if I could get for around 11 or 12, if you're careful, a BMW i3. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ah. Okay, because they handle really well, and they've got that they've got that lightness about them, and that chuck chuckableness, and they're narrow for for mm. for commuting, but also enjoyment. And there's enough room for a dog, I'm sure, several dogs. Yeah. Um, and then two, as a weekend thing, that would leave you with about let's say three grand, which yeah. is not a huge amount of money, but enough money. You could buy something at the opposite end of the i3, which could be a Luxo barge. Let's say you and I, we do, we are particularly keen on something like a Jaguar XJ. You could get, an, could you get an aluminium bodied XJ for that? Um, a, um, a V8 Spultz? Or, you might get that for three bags, wouldn't you? I don't know, but why don't we, in real time? Are you going to deep dive into CNC again? Um, well, I'm, actually, I'm going auto trader for this one because I feel like they're still within that sort of realm. <clears throat> but because, uh, oh gosh, we see now I've got to, oh, I've got to do some sorting. Well, well while you're searching, I just want to say to all the listeners: a, thank you for suggesting lots of different cars that I ought to buy in the near future as my kind of child chariot um, El Cheapo. <laughs> type of state um there's i'm i'm in i've been inundated and i'm a bit i'm a bit overwhelmed by it because there's too many good ones there is an amazing one owner prev uh this just in sorry to interrupt no, you, uh just live live from live the scene feed, live uh, feed. of live feed from auto trader yeah you can get into an alley bodied 
XJ for for three. Oh, you! I mean, I couldn't vouch for it. Munger of one here. Autogrot. Four point two V eight for three on the nose. Can you really? Okay, so so yeah. Ellie's just we've just purchased for Ellie, figuratively speaking. Two yeah. two quite I think two quite interesting bookends for her. Well, yeah, I mean that those jags are going to be depending on what year they are, but they're going to be pretty punchy on the road tax. Well, that's why you go that's six months six months of the year. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're really you anyway. Well, oh, you just good. do, do uh, a sixer, then saw on the rest. I, I mean, I think your sort of a modern, a modern EV and a and a classic for the weekends might be a, a way to go, but contingent on a few things like if yeah. you've got the places to put them and all. Yes, and, and if, if Ellie's like nine, if Ellie's twenty years old, then obviously the insurance for the pair is going to be a bit heady, but. We don't know all the details. Well, we, we don't know all the details. I don't know, but coming out of a coming out of a John Cooper Works Mini, I'd imagine you you're insurable to you, some degree. Yes, they, I bet those are a bit punchy on the insurance. I bet they are. Uh, I bet they are. But they're a bit tricky to insure if you've got a. To be fair, uh, mate, God, I've heard so much of that recently. Adding to be fair at the end. To be fair. Oh, for goodness' sake! Seriously. Yeah. To be fair. Well, <laughs> how many times per day are you unfair? Let's just let's just reverse this. I, to be completely point, irrational. Well, according to my children, I'm extremely unfair on a regular basis. E.g., no, you can't watch your iPad while you're having dinner. Yeah, no, you can't. Oh, you sorry, can't have yeah. twelve Maum sweets just before bed. Yo. No, <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't brush your teeth with cola. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daddy, I see you've just cleaned the car. I've just opened a bag of fully crushed crisps. Is it okay if I eat these? No, not really, because I've just spent two hours vacuuming the really deep pile carpet. That's that. Just, oh, I knew there was something else I wanted to tell you, which I but I knew that would also instantly enrage you as it's enraged me. Oh, shit, no. Is I had to take the child seats out of the back of our E-up. Oh, was it a complete Brian Canterbury? Holy mother of Christmas! Was it? And that car's not that old, and that's what's so annoying about it. It's just like, uh, uh, but then I took the Chelsea's out because I needed to put them in another car. And but I looked at it, I was like, oh my god, right, I'm going to go and get the Hoover. I've got to go and get the Hoover. And um, but my wife had to go to work, so the car is now gone. Oh no! And um, is it just crushed crisps? Just crushed peanuts crisps, or whatever crumbs. There was something dried that I don't even know what it was. Oh, no, it'll be a slice of apple that's turned into an Egyptian mummy or yes. something, won't it? There was definitely a bit of stuff that was on its way to being a diamond. It was just, <laughs> I was just outraged at how manky it was back then. I don't know why. Right. I think it's because it's got cloth seats and somehow maybe they just sort of... It looks worse on the cloth than it does on... Well, it's hard. It's harder, to, it's harder to draw it out, though, isn't it? You, you, yeah. You have to coax it out, whereas a nice shiny leather is... When I say nice, it, I don't really like shiny leather, but it's easier to right. get rid of offensive foodstuffs. Um, and, I've yeah, I've got to do that. It's, it, but you, you sometimes find some really terrible things down by the um, Isofix holes. Oh, God. You know the Isofix tunnels? Some cars, I think VW yes. Group, VAG Group cars have got yeah. actual tunnels, haven't they? Yeah, and down those yeah, tunnels, I found. I mean, I found a Hot Wheels toy down there once. I couldn't get the seat to clip in, and I was starting to have a proper, you know, like rage was flaring. So I had, yeah. had to just put it down and walk off a bit, go around the garden, uh, and then <laughs> come back to it. And this was early days of parenthood, you know, when you're a bit sleep deprived and things are a bit touchy anyway. And uh, I came back to it and was like, well, "Why is this not clipping in? This is ridiculous. It's obviously a factory fault or something." Ra ra ra. I got my phone torch out and looked down there. Yeah, it's a flipping like Chevelle. 
down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it was something that you could enjoy looking at. I did. Do you know what? The, 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 the simpleton in me went, oh, look at that. Oh, that's nice. Sort of like um, electric blue with a pair of stripes down the bonnet. Yeah, that does look good. Why, nice choice. Anyway, very quick, get the kids in the car. What am I doing? Play with toys. Although I do like Hot Wheels toys, as you may yeah, know. But... Yeah, I do. who doesn't? Um, well, I do, I yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who, who, doesn't? who doesn't? Write in if you don't like Hot Wheels toys. Yeah. You've got a flipping good reason why. <laughs> and we will find you and we will smote you a mighty blow. Yes. Come and ask us about being unfair after that. Um, I was going to read out... Well, so, yeah, so you've had... We, we had a lot of messages of people recommending cars for you, um, including a message from Jason Kaur. Hello, Jason, who says that... Uh, well, he says, sends a link to a car that I've already seen because it's a, a Berlingo. Really nice, sort of original but facelift Berlingo, two thousand and seven. Which is a, which is a, a car I have been considering. Yeah, one point six. A utilitarian favourite. Yes, a one six petrol was the one I was I was raising a brow to. Yes. Yeah, and this one has got, by the looks of it, I think it's got the glass roof. Oh, so it's nice spec. That's proper and, um, sort of like um, sort of a fairly lonely but well turned out fisherman car. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, does all-night fishing yeah. on his own. Um, yeah. But wants something that can go down the rutty back lanes to get to the right yeah. river slash canal entrance. Uh, and you're not going to bulk about putting a slightly damp rod in the <laughs> They bag them up, though, don't they? So I don't think that's you, you bag your damp rod up, Richard. You I, bag... Bank, you bag up. Um... So Look. this, but this Belinga. The reason I've seen this is because I think it's been around for a while. It's on for two four nine five, which is sort of uh, not terrible money, but probably it's, it's a bit top end. I don't know. Um, it's a bit top end for me like at the really moment. Not being tidy, tidy car. But uh, the ad, you'd like it because it's it starts with due to a bereavement. Oh well, we're in there already. So aren't it we? is deceased spec. It is deceased spec. But what caught my eye about this advert? And I mentioned this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago because it says, to avoid embarrassing anybody, the asking figure is fixed as subject to probate rules. And I was looking at I don't think there are any probate rules. That's just no. nonsense. It's not, you know, because houses are subject to probate. And nobody goes, no, you can't make any offers on this house. It would be illegal. Probate rules. You go, sod off then. Um, I, I put this on Twitter and I said, if anyone's a lawyer. Uh, could you confirm there are no probate? Oh rules yeah, we. I bet. I bet we've it's got some. Nonsense. I bet there's some 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 Smith and Sniff listeners who are lawyers. There's bound to. Well, be. I've had it confirmed, including someone I know who's a lawyer who went. That's nah, just horse ass. That and um, it's it. What probably has happened is that they've already, for inheritance tax reasons, they've sort of declared the value of the estate and included the Bolingo in it at two four nine five. And now they're just trying to pull a fast one. Well, the, the, the car seems to have been on sale for ages, so it's clearly not worked, has it? You just need to accept that perhaps you might get a little bit less, but that's how buying and selling cars works. Anyway. Uh, how bad do you want to sell there. it, mate? 50 quid or you know what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've, listen, I've driven, I've, driven, listen, I've driven 19 miles to look at this. I've turned up. Shit's off. Yeah, Sorry, 50 quid. 50, uh, look, I, I see it's got a bar on it. I'll give you 60 quid if it's got the bar. All right, if it's if it's hooked up, but I've driven I've driven um, twenty miles, mate. I'm tired. I like all the excuse that buyers give you that isn't your fault or your problem. Oh, what? Listen, mate. I've yeah. I'm, I've I've just I've had a long day at work. I've just driven to come and see you. I've used fuel to come and see you. I you know I I ran over a cat on the way here. 
Um, I'm, I'm looking at your car. I see there's a scratch on it, which I kind of already knew about. <laughs> okay, where's this going? Can I just ask, where is this going? <laughs> yeah, I've driven 490 miles to get here, mate. And the thing is, right, my dad's got diabetes. So uh, can I offer you about 30% of the asking price? What? Yeah. Why are these things related? So right. I, I sent you that Previa, didn't I, the other night? Oh, and it's, it, was, you've, it was inspired by, I couldn't believe we'd forgotten about the Prev. Uh, I feel ashamed. A message from uh, Aaron Svedberg well, in Sweden. Well, Aaron, um, Aaron's thrown the Prev amongst the pigeons here yeah. because here's me looking at uh, quite a lot of Volvo V70s and XC70s, which I am partial to, even though I know the auto mm. box is made of um, lint chocolate. And um, and then the this Prev, and it is a one-owner, Dr. Prev, which did give me little sort of visions of Harold Shipman, even though it's not quite the oh. same car, but hey. Um, and I thought, it looks so 90s. That's the first thing I thought. Yeah. And it has a it has conference seating. Did you see inside mm, it? Yeah. It's, 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 <sighs> and I was like... It's the only Mark One Prev that I could find on any channel there's nothing on ebay or go <laughs> oh really it's only one loads of mark twos and then later jdm stuff but yeah aaron said um uh that he well he he thought the s-type wasn't a bad option but uh he says the parts hauling school run jdm mpv car uh it couldn't be more clear the toyota previa more precisely the 1990 to 99 model that had the inline four mounted flat on its side in the middle and rear wheel drive greetings from sweden of course so, it was. Um, thank you from sweden as well yeah uh, that's technically interesting and almost unbreakable by popular repute it's true actually and i am egg-shaped con- previous it is, it is it does. and it was in budget that one wasn't it, it was that, 1500 oh quid, so. that's 1495 quid and it's a one doctor owner from new full service history car um i always find that one doctor owner thing sort of i know what they're trying to get at what are they trying to get Why? at well, an educated professional person owned this car. Of course it's going to be perfect because, well, they spent seven or eight years at university and it's like, you know, doctors can be fuckwits too. I was going to say. You could be a doctor and have absolutely dreadful clutch control. I mean, it doesn't, you know, just because you know how the lymphatic system works doesn't mean that you're very good at parking. You can be a doctor straight and... the back bumper off nine times. And leave a hot cup of coffee on the roof of your car every morning and drive off with it because <laughs> you're so busy and stressed. <laughs> One of my best mates is a doctor and he's a very very clever bloke he went to cambridge to do doctoring which you know shows how bright he is but um when when we both lived at home when we were late teenagers he once rang me up on a sunday night we used to go for a pint quite often on a sunday night and he rang me up and he went i'll go for a beer like, yeah yeah definitely he's like who's gonna drive you oh, it's all right i'll drive i just oh shit and he had driven to cricket practice in town and then he'd come out of that forgotten he'd driven there and walked home <laughs> So well, that's, you know, uh, cars and doctors, they're, they're not necessarily beautiful bedfellows so, that will lead to fine used car buys. I think sometimes you can be a you can be an exceptional scholar or an intellectual, mm. but, the, but the basic common sense is not there. I, I think yes. they, they, they don't walk hand in hand, do they? Which is why my brother says sometimes, he says, I know people that are so intelligent they forget to brush their teeth in the morning. <laughs> and it, and that, it is one of those things where you do go, it's true, isn't it? Professor, Professor, you stink. 
Mr. Polos or something. <laughs> it's exactly it. It's exactly it. Professor, this new aftershave that you've got, yes, it's sulphur. Oh, I yeah. thought it was. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> just, sorry, I just, I was just thinking about Schrodinger's cat, actually, and, uh, and unfortunately accidentally rubbed some Tabasco sauce on my neck. Um, so what else have we got here? Uh, in the mess, I mean, there's just there's so many. Oh, hey, I want to read this one out. Yeah. Matt Carter, this is not uh, someone suggesting a car for oh, you. Oh, okay, no one's peddling but a vehicle. something else from last week's podcast. Matt's email is entitled Peugeot 1007 Use Cases. Oh, yes, drive-by shootings. Hi, guys. Yes, well, in a way, Come on. yes. Uh, he says, a follow-up to Richard's criticism of the 1007 in this week's podcast. I have all of two selling points for them. One. My nan had one for many years as an upgrade to her Mitsubishi Space Star. Oh! The sliding doors made it a lot easier for her and my granddad to get in and out of the car, particularly in tighter parking spaces. Space Star? I've been offered one of those as one of the cars. How bizarre. Sorry, carry on. Two, Matt says, you can drive them with the doors fully open. I collect auction cars. Sorry, auction cars. Auction. On a car transporter for a living. And whenever I have one to load, I always tear about the yard and up the decks of my truck with both doors fully extended. It's not illegal because they're not protruding. No, I suppose not. Uh, he says you just have to be careful with sharp turns as you're at risk of being flung out of the side. Oh, that's <laughs> great fun. <laughs> so there we go. That's two solid reasons for those silly doors I on would, 2007. I w- Thank you, Matt. If you were driving... I think there was an old... I remember an older Top Gear article about drive-by shooting with Jeremy. Really? Didn't Jeremy... Sh- didn't he fire a gun out of a out of a car whilst driving? They were doing some oh. sort of challenge. Yeah, with a Mercedes SLS with the, the gold. The That's right, the gold. So you could do a much lower-end version of that with a 1007... Mm. Um, but yeah. you see, the good thing is, is you could fire off as the passenger or the driver across the other seat. And as long as you told your the, the other person in the car to sit back and stay still, you could fire straight across them. <laughs> that wouldn't be or, terrifying at all. No, it wouldn't. But if it was some sort of like John Woo film off of 1994... Um, the person yeah. in the passenger seat could have a pistol or even an automatic weapon in each hand and do the double-handed, yeah. you know, 180-degree shooting all of the oncomers whilst you carry on driving oblivious. Well, not, not uh, oblivious is not the right word. You'd know that there was a shooting because it'd be right next to your face. But I think it'd be quite noisy. It'd be quite... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the point yeah, is, yeah. is you could just... And then shut the doors, and it's almost a kind of breaking bad... Walter White kind of goes under the radar stealth car. Mm, you pa- park it in a disabled space illegally, um, and then suddenly walk off. Job done. Drive-by shooting complete. Not, no good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a bulletproof one thousand and seven because, as you jumped, slow motion John Woo style into it, <clears throat> the adversary would have time to riddle you. You'd be peppered with lead by the time the doors had closed, <laughs> bulletproof or not. Oh, it would, wouldn't it? It'd be, you'd have to leave the doors open permanently. You'd just bolt them sort open. Of undermines the bulletproofness. Also, you couldn't do that thing that American police people in movies do where they open the doors of their cop cars and fire from behind them. Oh, no, you couldn't. You can't use it as a door shield. No, which because some Crown Vicks did have 
rudimentary bullet I think they do have ballistic skins yeah um, Ballista- <laughs> and they're a great <laughs> two more from that I was going just about you beat me to it you swine I was just about to say that ballistic door skins <laughs> ballistic skins um, <laughs> now hey oh actually talking of uh, super slow-mo filmmaking techniques uh, I went to see the new film by Rock the Dwayne Johnson last week Black Adam okay this is a, a DC comics universe film I'm not particularly into those sort of action superhero-y type films. But there was nothing else on. Were you that bored, or were you having a date night? We were having a date day. The reason I bring this up is because, I don't know if anyone else... I raised this on Twitter uh, the other day after I'd seen the film, but it's still bothering me. I don't know if any listeners have seen Black Adam yet, but the cars in it are really bothering me. Oh. It's it's set in a mythical world. Well, it's, it's on Earth. I think it's on Earth. People who are Marvel fans will be shouting now, because I'm not paying attention to this at all, but... I guess it's on Earth, but it's an ancient city. And it sort of seems to be in the Middle East or maybe North Africa. And it has a look. The city street scenes kind of have a look to them. We go, okay, yeah, that looks like it might be in um, Jerusalem or somewhere. Yeah. Sort of, you know, sort of kind of sandy coloured buildings. Sweet, lovely buildings. Sweet, Middle Eastern scenes. yeah, and then there's some. You see some W one two three Mercs, and you go, okay, yeah, I could buy that. That's that sort of fits in that look. And some old Peugeots, and you go, okay, oh wait, no, old Peugeot. Maybe, it's, <clears throat> maybe it is. Maybe Morocco. Where they shot this? I wonder if they, yeah, or did they shoot it? I bet it's one of those films where they like they shot it in Morocco or something, and and just dressed it to look a bit different. But then there's an old Skoda, like a like a seventies Skoda. A what rear engine job? Yeah, with the round headlights. Like R one ten. And then or there's something. one of those. Oh. Zaprazets, is that how you pronounce it? Those old Zap- Soviet. Zaprazet, I think it is Zaprazet. At that point, I was totally thrown off and I was like, all right, okay, no, I think I get this now. It was shot in Prague. They shoot a lot of films in Prague, don't they, for tax reasons? I think it's tax, yeah. So they just they imported some sort of North African slash Middle Eastern looking kind of old Persians and Mercs to dress it up a bit, but, but then they've had to use some old local stuff as well. When I got home, I looked it up where it was filmed, and it was all filmed in the US. In America? Okay. Yeah, it was shot in, a lot of it was shot in Georgia, the US state, again, for tax reasons, I presume. Now, I struggled to think they'd imported old Skodas, and I think there was some old, uh, you know, the Jugli-shaped larders. So I started thinking maybe it's all CGI. Yeah. Maybe they're CGI cars, but... I was saying this to my wife, and she just went, oh, yeah, they just wanted cars that aren't familiar to American audiences to make it look abroad, you know. I was like, don't come here with your simple logic. I want to know more, no, I need and I to can't know. find out more. There's nothing online. It's really bothering me. So if you were one of the um, CG coordinators for Black Adam, could you get in touch, please, and tell me how the cars came about? Because I, I think they, I'm sure they must be CG, because, you know, it's all so good now, you can barely tell. Is it a good film? Um... It's all no. right. I quite enjoyed it. No, The Rock carries it because he's just good at being The Rock. And Pierce Brosnan's in it. And he, again, he's just one of those people where you go, you were built to be a movie star. He just radiates charisma off the screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and- Pierce Brosnan could do a flamboyant cam belt change um, in one of those sort of grotty arches, garages, and you'd be transfixed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Little, that's something to consider for the future, Pierce, if you're a loose end. And it, there'd be uh, like a banging noise or something which would make, make you go, oh, it sounded like he might have made a mistake then. And he'd take his head out from under the bonnet, look at you, cock a bit of an eyebrow, and then go, it's all fine. 
they all do that and then go back in under so you'd be like fine okay i trust him because thought you're gonna say you walk in and he's under the bonnet and you're kind of like hello and then nothing and he just carries on working you're like oh no oh shit and then finally you're like hello sorry excuse me i just want to book my car can i just and he just pops his head out slightly grumpy he goes speaks to Karen in the office and then gets back under the bonnet again and you just that's it it's all you get out of him and he's, so you're then immediately a little bit intimidated that's so right he's a whiz with cam belt changes you can do one it's like you just you get the call your car's ready what I only dropped it off two hours ago yeah it's done he's done it Pierce has done it he's fine he's on it do you know what that's what old ex-James Bonds should do they should set up a syndicate for just doing a, a, a sort of a, a Aston Martin non-official um, repairs and, and spares uh, and re- restos. Do you know what I think? So you'd have one, one of them would be manning the phones. You know, or you'd have an old money penny manning the phone. Yes. And then you'd have... So yeah. just old... You'd have Judy Dench in there, because obviously she's dead in Bond terms. Spoiler alert. Very old spoiler. Anyway, who cares? And... Um, and <laughs> She she'd be great at parts procurement, and obviously she'd manage the diary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she'd be the one that'd be like, "Well, no, because so Piers, don't book in too many, because that Campbell is going to take you three hours, four hours, and then after that, I'm getting you straight on with um, the rear valance is absolutely hanging on that that V8 Vantage, so we need, that needs chopping out and replacing. And Piers, it's I, just imagine it's, it's it. An interesting It'd be a great business proposition. I can imagine it could almost be a little, a bit a little comedy. Well, bond actors who've fallen on hard times, yeah. having to do, do <clears throat> garage bond, an, an old uh, one of those old Nissan huts. Oh, it would, ha- it would have to be uh, one of those really muddy industrial estates. You know, that's like on the outskirts of a small town. I hate the muddy ones. They are, why are they so muddy? Well, because there's usually lorries he- that just tread down the the track to the point where any gravel that was there is now deep deep underground and they can't it's an unnecessary business expense for all the businesses there to club together and pay that's that's right so you do take your aston there because fundamentally they they know what they're doing they're they're Mm. cheaper than the rest do they (laughs) no they do they do know what they're doing they're specialized they know what they're doing and they do a good job but the problem is is every time you drive away from it the car gets completely covered in shit and that annoys you because you think oh and they make a point of valeting it for you, but the problem is you literally cannot oh, drive it just, away from the premises without it getting covered in no, tut. You you literally have to get like twenty men to carry it a lot yes. out of there to, to keep it clean. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, That's put right. it on a lorry. But what does what does Piers turns up for work in um he's got a Z three one point nine. Oh no, really? what did he got for free? Yeah, he got it for free and it's just still it's mechanically it's still fine. It's a bit frilly bodily and it's It's a bit frilly. The, yeah. the hood has shrunk a little, so it's a bit tight round the rim. <laughs> yeah, drives it roof down all weathers. Oh he's and that guy with a ski jacket. Inside on. The Nissan hat if it's raining. Yeah, he's got a goose down jacket on that he just puts on. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's he's made a tough stuff. It's not pissed, but uh, uh, look, we should start to wrap this up. I just wanted this one more. This is this is not very good audio, but it, a message from a listener called Sam who just said um, that he he suggested this. I can't believe I didn't forward this to you when it came in the other day. Uh, a deceased spec oh, no. Mazda Demio. <gasps> no Demio, and it looks really good. It's a proper class, a T Reg ninety nine Demio. It's seventeen nine five, and it's the one point three Aegean limited edition. Did you say Aegean? Aegean, <laughs> and it's got absolutely quintessential late nineties Japanese car upholstery. Oh, patterns, interesting patterns. patterns. Not pastely, actually. It's just lots of shades of grey. But the central panels on the seat, on the on the 
bum bit and the back bit are both kind of scribbly 90s pattern and then just gray it looks like kind of velour around the outers it is majestic well the, it's the, a weirdly nice looking car this demi well, it's, it's of its time i think ahead of it but ahead of its time in that it's got this one's got a faux ball bar on the front oh really and some quite tasty alloys is that a gian spec yeah what does a gian mean again <laughs> I've, well, Aegean? Does it mean Aegean, old, elderly? Probably an insurance company. Um, uh, it's got 40,000 miles on it. My gosh, it'll be so mechanically young. Johnny, you've got to buy this car. Oh, uh, this is the problem, you see. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, and this is a serious comment now. What with recession uh, and a, quite a lot of gloom in the world at the moment, it's still quite lovely to see there's a there's cars out there for not a lot of money let's say under 1800 quid mm. that have an enormous amount of life left in them enormous and can you know and can be quite satisfying and fun and but also deeply practical i i like the idea of a sort of 90s patterned mechanically perfect japanese box i do quite like I, that just to seal the deceased spec deal oh, on this demio, you've... I've just looked at the pictures again, oh, gosh. and I'm pretty certain that it's not got a tape the deck. near side front bumper is scuffed. <laughs> Classic that, deceased spec. Every... That's the marker of that is of eyes Grand failing. Dad's vision is definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> he was an exceptional driver until the last year that he drove, and then he was yeah. a very bad driver. And, and then that's the old why. master took a bit of a beating. But it's fine. It's lived to tell the tale, and soon it could be yours. Well, that Volvo V70 Seriously. that I keep hawking around—that's that's what one family from you that is also deceased oh, yes. that's one owner Flipping and deceased spec and it has a scrunch on one rear corner which has um cracked the rear light cluster but someone's put clear plastic over it because that's an old person repair lovely and yeah. uh and one of the one of the rear arches has been smoothed down with a gate post it looks like <laughs> smoothed down <laughs> yeah. you know there's a sort of radius on an arch and it's just been flattened really Not anymore yeah. It, yeah he's obviously gone up against it slowly but it, but yeah. firmly and so it's firmly exactly. but it, but a it's on move. but it's on soft wood so it's kind of smoothed it rather than scrunched mm. but nevertheless caused a flattening effect and um yeah i'm 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 a bit i don't know i need to get second and third opinions i think but let's just say hopefully by the next cast i will mm. have and i hate to use this term because it's the sort of term that a glistening tip would use i've pulled the trigger on another car but let's just see. <laughs> let's just see. Well, the, the next time we gather to record, we'll be in front of uh, 250-odd people. I mean, two hundred, about 250, not that they're going to be odd people. I'm sure some of them will be quite normal. It, at the Bentley <laughs> factory for... Oh, Otlo. Otlo. On next that live week. of things at On the Bentley so, factory off of Crew. Yeah. So uh, if you are coming to that, we will see you on Wednesday. Um, and we're looking forward to it with a due sense of oh shit we better put in a bit of thought as to what we're going to talk about and things but um, yeah so we'll see you there for the rest of you we will have the results of uh, Wednesday's Art Lot 
for you to listen to uh, the following Monday, as usual. So you'll be able to hear it then, pending some kind of horrendous technical issue. But uh, <laughs> Which won't happen, Natch. It won't. Um, no, it sort of slightly plays on the mind that it might all yeah. fail to record or something like that. But in which case, I don't know, we'll, we'll just put on some cartoons like they used to do on the telly in the 80s. Oh, they did, didn't they, when there was a technical breakdown? Yeah. yeah. So... Can we have All right, well, um, we'll look forward to seeing you, uh, uh, those of you who come in on Wednesday. It yeah. should be fun. Thank you to everyone um, who's bought a ticket. And thanks to everyone that is a patron to this um, podcast. I mean, it's a really terrible way to spend money, but um, it's lovely that people send us messages to say it brings a smile on a Monday morning. Mm. Or an or a an, a lol. I could I could legitimately use the term lol, even though I can't stand it. Um, it's a lol when you're out on a dog walk with headphones on, etc. There's other examples. Good. I'm just not going to reel them off because you want to shut this podcast down. I'm so. afraid I have to. <laughs> All right, but before I do that, let's uh, let's counter through three <laughs> things that I'm going to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Hate Grape Show, in which Johnny meets people with a powerful aversion to vine-grown fruit. <laughs> Uh, this week, he's talking to a bloke called Sam from Corby who says pictures of Roman orgies make him feel queasy. Uh, if that's not up your street because it's bollocks, then there's always the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love cars. So uh, what have we got at the moment? We have... Well, I just watch? Well, by the time you this goes out, there will be an interesting car cave mm. on a chap that's mm. really into 80s and 90s hot hatchery and sportery. Uh, keep, keeping them in a very rustic rural barn, but has some great mm. cars, including an Integrale and a Minty McMint um, <sighs> Renault 5 Turbo Raider next to a, oh, a one-lady owner um, Peugeot 205 <sighs> GTI. Yeah, but loads. Christ. I mean, it's got about 20 cars, including an Italia 90 Fiat Panda. Shit off. Yes, with all of the Italia 90 shizzle on. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, so he, well, he, he, he's an interesting one. Good. Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is that I have various books out. One of them is called Medium-Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia, the original Ground Zero for Boring Car Trivia books, uh, still on sale, still available from Amazon as a paperback or an e-book. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, Grot Bags was from Somerset. She was. Was it Western Supermare? That's the first time that I've got you. You, I you knew, knew that. a bit of trivia. I knew that. My brother told me about that about thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, but that was <laughs> seriously. It's I, I, that's going to be the first one that I get in years. So the next twenty or so, I won't get. Well, um, I don't know. I might make them all Somerset based. But yes. Well, can um, I can I add yeah. can I add another and, and and there's there's one other thing that the a bit of trivia that's not interesting. It's an exceptional. Um, classic car carpet set maker in Wigan called Coverdale mm. Coverdale UK Limited and uh, mm. I, I bought my Allegro carpets from them um, but unfortunately much to my dismay it isn't run by David Coverdale from Whitesnake because I was hoping that if you needed a new Wolseley carpet you'd phone up David David would say no problem I've got the pattern on the shelf and he'd sort it for you but he doesn't Why? How does this relate to grot bags? It, it doesn't. It's just another. It's another piece of trivia. It doesn't relate to her. It's just oh, no, it's another piece it's of boring another trivia. Piece of trivia. Okay, right. But Coverdale yes. okay. UK are based in Coverdale House in Wigan. Right. And I like that. I'd love to live in a place called Coverdale House. Wouldn't you? Well, just with a pair the name of, of your house. Pair you of can white. Do that, can't you? Yeah, you can actually. Just tell the post office. To yeah. I live in Coverdale House now. On that side okay. of things, house. Maybe Otsot House is where we should Otsot. live. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. <laughs> It'd be 
Smith and Sniff's glass-plated headquarters when I don't know. I know we get bought by. Uh, I don't know. Who are we going to get bought by? Want to buy us? That's just not going to happen, is it? No, uh, the phone's ringing. It's um, it's Amazon Prime. Oh, that lot. Yeah. 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 Nice people to do business with. Yes. Okay, well, look, that's that for this. And uh, thank you ever so much for listening. For those of you we'll see you on Wednesday, looking forward to it. And uh, everyone else, well, you'll hear the results on the following Monday. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. I am knocking on heaven's door with a, with a number two here. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the wastegate is... Um, yeah. Yeah. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.